Hello. Hello. And welcome. This is TV Donut. I'm Piers. Saskia here. And Hannah. And today we've watched the ABC family show Greek. Well, Greek? The, the pilot and the finale of the first season, as usual. That's what we do. Well, let's be completely honest. For our first time, we had a little bit of a donut disaster. A donut snafu. A donut snafu. Well, snafu doesn't start with D. No. Donut disaster is better. Alliteratively. I like alliteration. Yes. Um, yes. Because this show, due to the writer's strike, uh, primarily was split into two halves. It was released as two chapters, chapter is, one is and chapter two. Is it all seasons that are split into two halves? Yes. Well, yes. Uh, there's four seasons of Greek. The first three are split into chapter one, chapter two, and then it's chapter three, chapter four, chapter five, chapter six, and then uh, season four only had ten episodes. Okay. So okay. it was only half of a season. Anyways, I have seen exactly the middle, because I watched the pilot and the finale of Chapter 1. Yes. So I've seen the the very middle of this donut, but I'm sure I've forgotten plenty of it, so... <laughs> but he's, he's also seen the actual finale, right? I, I fixed it. Yes. We fixed we it. We took a little break, and we caught up on the right episode. Uh, shuffled episode a, 22, Spring Broke. Uh, shuffled a couple things around and watched... Uh, what we perceived as one of the best Star Trek episodes that oh, we have yet seen. Fantastic. They went back to uh, the past, 1969. It was, it was all kinds of great drama. Yes, and such wonderful acting and everything else. Yes. They spent a lot of time in that show in the past for a show set in the future. It was pretty great. Yeah. Yes. But well, now, back to Greek. Yeah, let's talk Greek. Yes. This is a, our second in a row special episode of TV Donut because one of us, me... Has seen every episode of Greek many, many times. Uh, when Piers and I first met a few years ago, I encouraged him to watch it because I knew he was a Clark Duke fan. I love Clark Duke. And he's incredible on this show. Yeah, this is one of the best things I've ever seen in him. Like, he is always incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, but you never got around to it, fortunately for us. Fortunately, uh, I've had the DVD on to for, my about DVD for about a year. Yeah, and, uh, and we just randomly picked it. If you listened to last week's episode, you heard my shriek. Of excitement, mm -hmm. yes, because it's one of my favorites. And we briefly talked about on last episode, like what our three favorite shows would be. Yeah. And then we almost got into a conversation about, you know, whose careers we admire or what kind of writers we want to be eventually, what kind of TV we want to put out there. Right. And this would definitely be an example of a show that I would want to make. Well, this is right in your wheelhouse, right? Like you love teen drama. It's got the right mix of, well, it's not a teen drama because it takes place in university. Right, so fair. they're young adults, but it, it kind of follows the same patterns. A lot of relationship dramas, a lot of, you know, uh, parental issues, even though mm -hmm. your parents aren't always around. Um, but what I like about it is it strikes a great balance between comedy and drama. Yes. It's it got a lot of great writing. It's got a lot of great characters. Um, and I, I don't know, I just fell in love with it. I watched it when it was originally on, and I think as the seasons go on, you really grow to even care about the characters that you can't stand originally. Yeah. It reminded me a they lot. They really develop, which is oh, amazing. Oh, it reminded me a lot of Veronica Mars that way, I mean, because it's built around the same formula. You've got that same sort of love triangle with the bad boy and the... Uh, the golden boy. I want to talk about love triangles and these kind of shows, definitely. Let's, um, before I read the, the synopsis. synopsis of the pilot, do you guys want to just express overall uh, how you felt about the show or, or any thoughts before we just dive into the pilot? I'll say that I loved it. 
Um, I think this is the best show that I've been exposed to since we started doing this. Call the Midwife is second. I thought so Call the Midwife would be first for you. Uh, I, I really like Call the... Uh, maybe it is. No, you know what? I, I want to see more of Clark Duke's character, more than anything. Like, yeah. it really draws me in. I, um, I think as, as different as those two shows are, mm-hmm. there are a lot of similarities. Like, as we talked about with Call the Midwife, the pilot of Greek is very much about character. Mm-hmm. It's not it at all about plot. You 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 meet all of the, the the players in the story. You figure out what their relationships are to each other, and and what the problems are that they're mm-hmm. having. And just like with Jenny Lee, we have a brand new character introduced into this universe, Rusty, mm-hmm. who gets to find all the answers that we need to know. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed it, and I'm I'm gonna watch it because it's it seemed it was very easy to watch. Yes, it's very, yeah, you, you you can fall into a pattern of watching it very quickly. And every episode, a lot happens in both the pilot yeah, and the finale. Yeah, that's fantastic, because I was really worried yesterday when I watched, I, I think the pilot is great. Like I just yeah, said, I for the reasons I just expressed, I think it stands up. The finale is not one of the stronger episodes. It's, um, I think, and please correct me out there, universe, if this is wrong, but I felt watching it, I think every season they had no idea if they were coming back. So a lot of the finales are kind of, um, they're bringing storylines to an end as opposed to starting new ones. Now there are some kind of cliffhanger moments Mm -hmm. in this finale, especially with Cappy and Rebecca and Casey, but for the most part, it's about resolving issues that have been happening, which you guys really didn't get mm-hmm. to see at all. No. So I was really worried. And this show is at its absolute best when it involves hijinks. Like, when everybody oh. has to come together to pull off some kind of scheme, even though they have a lot of issues between themselves. Right. Or when they're fighting amongst themselves, mm-hmm. and they're trying to compete or take each other down. Mm-hmm. That's when the show is just... At so, its absolute best. And the finale is not really that no, kind there's of no episode. It's Everyone's off episode. on their own separate storylines. Totally. And it's all about these long-standing relationships that are finally kind of tapering off one way or the other. Actually, when I watched... Okay, so did there, when, when the writer's strike happened in 2007 and they had to originally split this season, right... Like I they, don't they delayed, know. They delayed production on the second half of the season. Yes, for sure. definitely the uh, yes, and also it being aired. I don't know if that contributed it to it being split into two parts every season. Like a- ABC Family still does that mm-hmm. with Pretty Little Liars, The Fosters. All their shows. All those shows. Right. So that may have always been the plan, but this first season definitely was affected by the writer's strike. Well, here's my question. Uh, like, I'm going to try to avoid talking about the middle episode I saw as much as possible. Well, maybe more at the end of when we're finished our discussion, you can bring up some of that stuff that sure. if you had any questions. Well, it's just, it's, about... it's interesting because when you were talking about this Spring Broke finale, the episode Spring Broke, great yeah. title, because um, the mid-season finale before the break is, I thought it was perfect. Yes. Because it's like a complete reversal of the pilot episode, and it brought it full circle, and I was like, wow, that's <sighs> that's really well planned out. And I was wondering if maybe they hadn't known if they were going to come back for the second half, or what was happening, so maybe they tried to tie it off as much yeah, as Yeah, I don't know if they only had an episode for uh, 
like in order for 10 episodes. I don't think so. I'm sure I think that was their midpoint and that was their intention. It's just uh, they usually do like a, a fall to Christmas season right. and then they do a early spring to summer. Mm-hmm. So generally the middle episodes feel more like a traditional finale because they always end on these big moments and these big changes. Okay. Whereas once they get to episode 22, it's, they're doing, you know, cleaning up the drama from the middle to the end. Right. And then everybody restarts. And because it's every year is a school year, Uh it also gives that sort of distance. Whereas, you know, you always come back after the summer's ended and everybody's sort of gotten over whatever they were dealing with. It's almost mm-hmm. like each one is a mini season. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay, so I'm just going to read the uh, synopsis for the pilot. It's okay. a little bit lengthy and hilarious. How so, about it? Yeah, so the pilot, episode one of Greek. One's a Greek, one's a geek. They both go to Cypress Rhodes University oh and they're related. <laughs> Poised to become the most powerful girl in the Greek system, Big Sister Casey is everything an it girl should be. Beautiful, vivacious, funny, and warm, mm-hmm. except to her brother Rusty. He's the geek, or rather, he used to be, way back in high school, at least three months ago. Rusty may excel in the honors engineering program, but what he really wants is what the other guys have. Gals, pals, a scream your lungs out good time, and to pledge a fraternity. Casey is horrified and wants nothing to do with him. But when Rusty sees her boyfriend Evan making it with her rival Rebecca, her baby brother suddenly seems interesting after all. That's that whole entire paragraph is untrue. Yeah. Except for the fact that Evan cheats on Casey. Oddly enough, she's not the only one interested in Rusty. Evan wants him for his fraternity, while Casey's ex-boyfriend Cappy thinks he belongs at Capital. His Bible-toting roommate Dale thinks they're all crazy and is praying for Rusty's soul. But the heavens seem to be ignoring his pleas because Rusty seems destined to become a Greek, no matter how socially inept he is, which leads one to ponder, how did someone who's been nicknamed Spitter (laughs) come to be a pledge at all? So, what do we think of that description? Besides that paragraph, which is really erroneous, Casey is not happy to find out about Evan from Rusty and then does not seek him out after that for help of the situation. No, she's totally upset by it and takes some terrible advice from yeah. the head of her sorority. But I mean, at this at this point, especially... She takes the advice, but not before exacting revenge. Yes. She does. In a, yes. In a, yes, absolutely she, she does. But her ex. Should we go sort of chronologically? A little bit? Just, I mean, the first character we're introduced is Rusty. So what did you guys think about Rusty in the beginning when we're seeing... You know how how he's a little fish in a very big pond. Oh yeah, he's he's strangely naive. Like he comes across as very very young, even for he does. an eighteen nineteen year old entering for freshman year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's nice. He's clearly geeky, intelligent. Make Casey makes those jokes with him about um, his wilderness camping trips or something. So yeah, maybe he's a little bit more on the immature side of. You know, the experience scale, let's say. I I guess we don't see it maybe in the pilot, but you definitely eventually learn that he is a virgin. Yes. And then you get to see his... (laughs) That was assumed. His adventures in his first sexual experience with uh, Cappy's help, of course. With Cappy's help. Yeah, yeah. Cappy and uh, Rusty develop an amazing relationship. Um, He becomes Rusty's big brother, which Mm -hmm. is one of their traditions. I don't know if you noticed in the finale, but Rebecca refers to Casey as her big sis. Yeah. They they get paired together in what is 
horrifying for both of them. Right. Um, and same with Cappy and Rusty. Well, they don't get a choice. Um, Cappy must... Sorry, not, we should specify that anyway, Cappy yeah. is Casey's ex-boyfriend. I don't yes. know if we said that. And that he's also the head of the party frat on campus. They also they dated for a year. Capital. Freshman year. Yeah. They did and for a year. And he's clearly they, still in love with he's her. He's clearly still in love with her. Uh, they they do hook up. Cappy and, and Casey forever, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Here. I like him. I am Team Cappy, 10,000%. I figured. He comes across as a little bit sleek. In, in the pilot, they clearly, they do that, that like first, second act thing where the current boyfriend, who's like the golden boy, the head of the good fraternity, yeah, is set up as Evan, being... and he is the head Evan of uh, Omega Chi, oh, thank you. which is the yeah sort of rich kid um, rich. frat. And it, when the when uh, he's Rusty, the president, that's we right. Say. And Cappy's the president of of his fraternity as well. And we're kind of introduced to them as. Um, Rusty is going from frat house to frat house during pledge night, do they call it? Right. So Rusty... Uh, Rusty and Calvin, who, by the way, was maybe my favorite character in the finale, One of sure. my favorite characters in the series as well. He, uh, Rusty arrives at university. He feels... Uh, he moves in with Dale, who is a... Played by Clark Duke, arguably the most famous person on the show now. Uh, definitely. He's uh, a, a right-wing... Christian from the South. He's from North Carolina. Yeah, he literally hangs the the what's it called the Confederate, the Confederate flag. flag. Yeah. The first thing wall. we see him doing. Oh, which and is some... also my favorite thing about that scene was the song that was playing. The lyrics of which was "Jesus, you are the way and the life. Jesus, you are the truth." Oh yeah, Christian yes. rock is playing when Rusty he, enters his. Uh, uh, over the years, forces Rusty to listen to a lot of Christian rock, and it it's is great. absolutely fantastic. So they go to an engineering party, and Rusty is just devastated because it's just a bunch of nerds playing with robots, and he's really looking to like change his situation. Yeah. So he decides he wants to join a frat. He asks Casey for help. She is horrified, as we read in the description. That part is true. She she doesn't want him like in coming in and, and busting her social bubble. Doesn't yeah, want him she being also at all the doesn't same think that he is frat material, quote unquote, and that That's- he's just going to get. Picked on. She said a whole tries. lot of harsh things. Yeah, there's in a that lot. Of, there's a lot of negative views of. I mean, we're Canadians, so you, I didn't yes, have frats at we my don't university. Have we had houses. In Canada. At best, yeah. So. Um, this one of my favorite parts of this show is Casey and Rusty's relationship. You don't often get to see on television siblings that are um, sort of straining to understand each other and kind of build a relationship. I think. They only have a brief scene together in the finale, but already it's it's a little bit easier between them. Like, she, he goes to her for help, and mm-hmm. she listens. Yeah. Whereas in the pilot, that's just not the case. Every time he tries to get help, mm-hmm. she, she just him blows out. him off. Yeah. Uh, and they obviously... And, and, and nobody knows um, that she even has a brother. Like, Cappy and Evan, both the guys that she's been in, you know, long-term intimate relationships with, have no idea she even had a brother. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that really explains their relationship and, and how much she doesn't want him there. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah, it's one of my favorite parts of the show. It's nice anyway, to see the mystery, yeah. So, that gets us to the point where... Um, Rusty and Calvin are being led around to all the different fraternity houses. It's basically like an interview situation. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Calvin is changing his backstory at each at one. Every house and he's Jewish super, Jewish super educated about is, everything. Yeah, he's got, like, he pulls eight letters of reference out of his pocket. He's He he's knows, he knows exactly what every fraternity's about, and he just gives them that answer, impressing them. Yeah, which is strange, because I don't, I don't really get a sense of which one. Him and Rusty both seem to just want to join any fraternity. They no. don't really seem to care which one they want to Well, Calvin is, is a... He's already part of the other one because he's, his he's father a, was... He's a legacy. Yeah. He's a legacy, yeah. and he doesn't have a choice, so he's, he said he was just having fun. In- yeah, he knows that he has no choice but to um, rush Omega Chi, so he's just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. having fun with it, whereas yeah. Rusty is just really uncomfortable. In every situation. Then Evan, he meets Evan, and he gives that big speech about... Why he wants to? Why he wants join to join a fraternity, which is quoting a lot of stats about how basically how powerful people join frats. They're incredibly elitist, and, and like all but three presidents. Yeah, all, all the, but three presidents and forty-three current CEOs. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty amazing a statistic, country. right? Yeah, two percent of the world is in a fraternity. And Not two percent of the United States. Well, of course, yeah, like a two fraction percent, of yeah. a fraction of the yeah, world. Yeah, absolutely. And but then he says, you know, then he turns it around and starts talking about brothers for life and and being there for each other and. Evan's impressed. It was an extremely convincing speech. Yeah, absolutely. Evan starts supporting him, and this is like, I mean, this is another piece that's supposed to sell us on Evan as the good guy, right? Like, he... He's the only person to really. Everyone else at the at all the other frats, whoever they're speaking to, you know, immediately focuses in on Calvin, who is really selling himself, and just kind of they all sort of do the same body language thing where they block uh, Rusty out entirely. Yeah, um, definitely. So he's he's contrasted nicely, and you kind of are set up to like him. I mean, because Cappy's pretty sleazy in the first half of the episode. Right, so then, well, I mean, let's talk about the first scene we meet Cappy is at oh, Dobbler's. And he's, he's nude. Naked. He's not wearing uh, a shirt, really. and he is wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Of course, uh, I, knew, I knew you would like that. I'm in love with him. I, I will tell You're the always world. in love with the bad boys. He, he's not, he's yeah, amazing. Yeah. I know, he, I know, but, yeah, but also I feel like as played by Scott Foster, I believe mm-hmm. he's Canadian. Mm-hmm. I believe you're correct. Yes, uh, hello, Scott. S- Congratulations. <laughs> I saw you a few weeks ago at my work. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah, and and for some reason, like, I just feel he's so natural in this part. Like that's really what it is. Like he just. Their chemistry is fantastic, even in the pilot. Okay, so let's get to the triangle. Yeah. So the triangle in the pilot is Casey. Who is Spencer Grammer? Sorry, I want to yes, get this out real daughter quick. Daughter Kelsey Grammer. Oh my god, I was so thrilled to learn that. She's, She's just, really good. Again, really she natural, really right from the pilot. Her and Ashley, I just love them together. She's That's a another reason Frasier. why this is one of my favorite shows: is their friendship mm-hmm. and all the ups and downs they go through over the seasons. Um, yeah, so they're in the Dobblers, and Casey is talking to Cappy, who's not wearing a shirt. And then Evan shows up, and mm-hmm. he starts making out with Casey in front of Cappy, and we get our first triangle. So yes. the absolute crux of a show like this yes. is that all three of these people have chemistry. Right. And what didn't work in Veronica Mars... Uh, was Duncan? Was Duncan. Duncan, he right? Has, he doesn't the have chemistry with either uh, Veronica or with... Logan, his yes. best friend, his ex Or best friend. does he just have too much chemistry for all to recognize? It's, it's no, it's no chemistry. No, come on, it just wasn't working, on. and and that's it, that's not the only example of that. No, that's true. But what Vampire Diaries does really well is like Elena is believable 
with Stefan and with Damon. They have sexual chemistry, they have romantic chemistry, and you might have your favorite. You might think, oh, she should be one with the other. But you don't, when they're together, you're not thinking, like, no, she would never choose him. Right. She has that person, right? Yeah. Same with, like, Buffy and Angel and Spike and, you know, a million examples. So Evan is hard to like, but you slowly get to know him. And, and Franny, I cannot stand Franny. Well, she's, Ooh, she's completely... Uh, right. See, both so, Evan and Franny I disliked a lot in the pilot. But I came around to them in the middle, in the mid-episode, and then again in the finale. I feel like they've all mellowed. Right. Quite a bit. So Fran- <clears throat> Franny is the president of Casey's sorority. Yes. Z-Z. And the pilot. In, in the, the pilot. Pilots. Thank you for clarifying that. She's a, a total social climber. She, when she finds out that uh, Evan has mm-hmm. slept with Rebecca Logan, who we haven't even talked about yet. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. She is a new freshman at uh, Cypress Rhodes. She's the daughter of a, a senator. senator. She's a pledge and the little sister to Casey. Yeah, so all of the fraternities want her. Yes, and Franny all tells the sororities want all her. All the sororities, sorry, yes, they're two different things. All the sororities want her, and Franny, who's the president of ZBZ, tells Casey, if you you get Rebecca Logan to come with us, mm-hmm. that's a huge step towards you becoming president next year after I graduate. Right. So, uh, then Rebecca turns around and has sex with Evan. Who is Casey? Casey's boyfriend. boyfriend. That already happened. Wait, no. It, it's that, implied it that it was happening We're before over we the see it because she, when, when Rebecca first meets Casey, she's they have a real weird antagonistic vibe between the two of them. Uh, well, uh, Rebecca is definitely sold as, like, a super bitch. Like, yeah. she is just... She, she kills it. She's above everything. Her daddy has a jet. She's worrying about, like, sharing vacation homes. And eventually, when Casey, um, corners her in a bathroom stall... Was that the first time they met? No, they met at the house when they were first Casey is sent over by Franny to be... Franny sends Casey over to saying, you know, I really want this person in the sorority go get her, and Casey goes over and introduces herself and tries to sell her on it, and uh, Rebecca basically mirrors, at the beginning of the pilot, our first introduction to the sorority is these two girls acting out like a worst-case scenario. They're practicing for bid night, what yeah. they call bid night, when the girls come to the house and they try to convince them, and they have lots of horrible conversations about how you have to be dressed appropriately. Oh, they're, really, they're just sniping at each other, and that's basically what happens. And this Casey is all true. America. Like, if you check out Gawker, there's been a lot of leaks lately. They've been looking for um, dirt on sororities and nice. frat houses, and a lot of ex-sorority uh, members have been emailing, like, the the emails they would get before school started of wow. like you know your roots have to be dyed your nails have to be done this has to be on your own time like it's absolutely insane when you read these emails and so this is I mean it might seem really extreme but yeah. it's absolutely true they to want life. everything to be pristine they've got their own little cult thing they're, going it's on it's all about I, their I image. totally get it yeah it's absolutely crazy uh, yeah so they set off their antagonistic vibe there and that does like that's their first meeting. So I'm not sure if she knows that Casey is dating Evan, or if it's, like, does she sleep with him to get at Casey, or is she no, just... No, I don't think... Just because he's, he's constantly referred to as being the, like, I know the, the it boy on the yeah. Like, he's the guy that everyone wants to be with for some reason. Yeah, he's, he's Captain it. Cool at, the, at yeah. this university, absolutely, because he's head of the coolest, the coolest fraternity. Not even and coolest, he is a Chambers, class. which I'm not sure how much we get into that in uh, the pilot in the finale, but... His father is extremely wealthy and well known. 
So there's a, a scene in the finale where he's talking to Franny and he says, you know, are you doing this because you like me? Or mm-hmm. Are you doing this because you want to date Evan Chambers? And that's not about like Evan Chambers of Cypress Road. That's right. like Evan Chambers of, of the, the Chambers. Chambers yeah. Okay. So they are very wealthy and that comes into play uh, moving forward quite a, a lot. Evan's family is involved in the story. Yeah. So, uh, no, she doesn't know that I, Evan It seems like girlfriend. a random hookup. It, it's a random hookup. He is completely to blame for that. Yeah. She, I mean, she, when it comes out, she's not apologetic about it. <laughs> it doesn't, like, bond them together. Things only get worse for Rebecca and Casey. I actually yeah. have a question, but it happens later on, but can I ask it anyway? Please. Of course. Um... It was the scene when, uh, after Rusty tells Casey that he saw, would she have found out anyway because everybody knew who it was? People were talking about it the day after. Like, I know that everybody Like, everybody was talking about night. it, so that Rusty told her didn't even matter. Yeah, Franny definitely knew. I mean, the thing is, would they have told her, or would that be one of those things where everybody knows but you, right? I yeah. mean, I don't think... I'm sure she would have found out about it eventually. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Evan um, meets Rusty Mm -hmm. and invites him to come back to the fraternity after he's seen all the other frat houses. Right. And when Rusty returns, he finds Evan having sex with Rebecca Logan. Yeah. Evan shuts the door in Rusty's face and then immediately turns up at his dorm room in 6 o'clock in the morning to say that, you know, he wouldn't be a real brother if he told his sister about what happened. Just leaning on him. So what did you guys think of Evan in that scene? When well, he was basically bribing it, slash it was threatening Rusty into silence. It was what I'd expected. I mean, he was set up as being too good to be true. So when you see him cheating, like, there it is. Okay, we get it, it was now. It was com- obviously coming, but it's yeah. not a bad thing. No, not a bad, bad thing. And it's fine. I thought it worked well. Uh, I mean, obviously, I didn't... It's kind of what I was expecting, so I didn't turn on him entirely. Okay, but I, mean, I know he's, he's just so smarmy, though. Just the way he kind of feels like he's owed he this, has more yeah. power than other people. I guess again, I started to really soften with him once you do get to get more of his backstory and how he grew up and, mm-hmm. and the the reason why he is the way he is. Right. But the first season, I just really couldn't stand it. <laughs> That's. Well, he's not. He's also not that okay. interesting compared to say Kathy, who is a real like. Extremely when we go from we go from the uh, from Evans frat house to right. Kathy. Let's talk about the Capitao yeah. party. So they get brought inside Capitao. It's pitch black. Yeah, no one's there uh, except for Wade, who's upstairs, and then he accidentally drops a meat cleaver, which embeds itself in the floor in front of all these new pledges. And then he asks, "Who knows about the reputation?" Anyone that puts up their hand gets kicked out, mm-hmm. and then Wade says, "We like virgins." Oh God! That's <laughs> we right. like virgins. They don't want anyone who knows anything about them, so they can corrupt them. Yes, and they take them. They take like the remaining five guys through the back of the house where they're three. Like, there's three. There's Rusty, Calvin, and another guy, and the third guy runs, runs away. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh my God. So it's just Rusty and Calvin, and but then Calvin he, obviously knew. Yeah, but he didn't. 
Did we? Did they talk about that? It, I think it gets revealed later that he was told not to. Not to play. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Because he, he knows he was, the whole system. He knew yeah. about everything else, so I figured he knew about that as well. Yeah, you do find that out later, I think. So what happens at the party? What did you think? Let's talk about that. Which fraternity or sorority would you guys want to be in after oh. seeing all of this? I would be hanging out with Dale because uh, I don't really uh, want to be in any of these fucking things. It's okay. terrible. Yeah, That's yeah, a I fair agree. point. That's like, a fair point. These. Uh, I mean, I, I, I like their their brotherhood aspect, and they do seem to have some fun on campus, but, I mean, overall, I can't imagine living in any of these places or being surrounded by these... Because at, at Evan's sorority, everyone's really smarmy and self-important, and at this sorority, everyone's just kind of... Uh, Insane. Yeah. Well, you definitely get the the feeling, like, like who cleans that place? Like, you know yeah. they don't clean it, right? Yeah, and it's if it was a real sorority, I feel like it would be much, much filthier... And because it's ABC, everyone's everyone's so attractive on this Well, show. I think ridiculous. that um, but the scenes where you really get to see, like, Cappy's personality, like, when he's is. talking to Rusty and he says, um, he introduces Beaver, mm-hmm. and Rusty's like, oh, from the show? Mm-hmm. And Cappy's like, where did you come from? Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> like, he can't believe how innocent this kid is, and he's so excited. He would be the be- I think that would be the better fret if forced to choose, just yes. because he he seems like the the better guy to be living with. He asks Cappy how he knows Casey, mm-hmm. and Cappy says in the biblical sense. <laughs> oh, that's so gross because he knows it's his sister. And Rusty says, "Oh, from church." It's oh. <laughs> oh, so funny. Oh God, I love Cappy. So yes, then. Uh, uh, Rusty gets the inf- his infamous nickname, which sticks the entire series. He tries to do a tequila shot, spits it into a girl's face. Yeah. Now he's spitter. And the boyfriend freaks out because he spat tequila in his girlfriend's face. Mm-hmm. And Rusty rightfully points out, but licking salt off her navel was appropriate. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a problem with that? Did he know about it? Did oh, I think he was standing right was there. there the I think time? she's been lying there for a while. I don't oh, think like, that yeah. was just oh. like a one-time thing. Yeah, she's she's this girl's been on the bar. She's there as like decor it's for true. some reason. Um, yeah. Also, this kind of counts as because uh, Rusty wants the full college experience. He does. And I feel like this is his first. Like it's his first big party. His first shot of tequila. His yeah. first nickname. Like he's instantly kind of brought into one this of the guys. House. Absolutely. Uh, more than even with Evan. Because the whole house embraces him. So we do get a great scene with Rusty, uh, Calvin, and Dale. Mm-hmm. Now this trio, again, is one of my favorite groups on the show. They sort of become weird friends. As we see in the finale. In the finale, he refers to them as the three musketeers oh, getting back together. Oh, my favorite moments, that group hug. And <laughs> in that scene in the pilot, it's sort of like... Um, the devil and the angel on Rusty's shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Dale can constantly telling him, you know, bring it down, come back down to earth, and Calvin trying to take him off into this world. Maybe. Yeah, like, Calvin's right. trying to convince him to join the fraternity, and, and... And, I mean, we're set up... Dale sees the fraternities as Dale's set up to look terrible. ridiculous in the pilot, but he's clearly the voice of reason on the show. Yes. Like, right. he's anti-fraternity, he's, <clears throat> he's all about his schoolwork and his family, and he's constantly giving... Like, he gives some of the best advice. He definitely has some of the best one-liners. <laughs> that's very hilarious. True. Oh, that's what they're talking about, whether he should tell Casey or not. So this is after Evan has come to him and said, oh, come on, be a bro, real bros, don't tell. He's a 
That's right. And uh, Dale, you're right, gives an amazing advice. Like, she's been your sister for 20 years. This she's going to your... be your sister forever. You've known this guy for three days. But why is this even a thought that you would side with him? Yeah. He says you have a chance to build a relationship with your sister. And and he's right. Why would you Why would you want to join a frat that's, that's your first encounter with him is then asking you to lie to your family. Right. And also could potentially be the reason why he got accepted into the frat in the first place. Is that That's true. Is just to cover it up? Yeah, oh, it was yeah. like he comes there in the morning, it was like you've officially we've accepted you as a pledge and it like to me it seemed it was like, oh we're accepting you so you'll shut up <laughs> about this. I think it definitely was. Yeah. That. I mean there is a chance Evan might have brought Rusty in had that whole situation not happened at all. There is a chance, yeah, I agree. He's Casey's brother. Yeah. But I don't see the other guys being like, Yeah, this guy's awesome. He should he totally fits in here with us, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, but he is the president, so mm-hmm. Uh, so, Rusty decides to talk to Casey. Uh, they have a really rough conversation where Rusty basically has to say, you know, regardless of what our relationship is, have I ever lied to you about anything? Like, why would I make this up? Yeah. And even even when she believes him, even when she accepts that it's happened, Casey isn't necessarily willing to break up with Evan. No, well, then we get the horrible she, scene I, with Franny. I feel like she was at first... Uh, a little bit. I, I mean, I well, yeah. When Franny comes in, she's like, "Now I like I have something." She says she has to wait and wait to break up with him so that doesn't so that doesn't look like that it's spi- or something. Well, Casey says she's not gonna. She's going to break up with him after like a day. Yeah. So that, she, that so that Evan knows it's not just spiteful anger. That it's like, okay, you betrayed me. We're done. So I think she was she was done after that, and what convinced her to not end the relationship was Franny. Right. Oh, Franny totally does. Franny tells her that when she told Casey that she could possibly be president, mm-hmm. she factored in her relationship mm-hmm. with Evan. So if she's not with Evan, president of the most important fraternity, then her chances of being president of her sorority mm-hmm. are gone. And... Casey's, at least in the pilot, her biggest goal is it's, to be president of that sorority. Yeah, That's totally. all she really seems to be focused on. So Franny tells her, instead, what she has to do is make it right in her mind. Oh, so then we get, of course, my favorite scene in the pilot where Casey sneaks off to the secret pool hall where she mm-hmm. will accidentally run into Cappy. They make a bet over a pool game. If she wins, she gets $100. If he wins, she has sex with him. Mm-hmm. She takes a two-ball handicap. One of those great. totally fair bets. And then <laughs> yeah. she loses the game on purpose. Mm-hmm. Because she just wanted to have sex with him, really, the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, she really made a big big show of it. Completely it was a pretty great scene, though. Like, their chemistry, I think, is great. And I, you, you know nothing in the pilot about their previous relationship, you get to see a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. over the first season through flashbacks, and you find out, you know, what happened with them. I found it weird that there was no attempt to keep it secret. Like, they made out right there in the pool hall. Well, I think the point is that they're kind of, like, one town over. Like, they've is left their sort of area where their friends hang out, and they've yeah, gone to this, like, dive bar where nobody they know would ever find them. I suppose And better. when they were together, Cappy had brought her there, which is makes it sort of 
ridiculous that she just assumes he'll randomly show up Mm -hmm. at the exact moment that she's there waiting for him. But I don't care because it was super hot. It works for me. I I also, okay, so filling in a little bit of the donut here. um, So I'm guessing that it's revealed that the primary reason for their breakup, for Cassie and and Kathy's breakup, was uh, because she becomes more ambitious. Like, he's a head of a notoriously unambitious house. And she is trying to move up the ladder at the most powerful sorority on campus. So, I'm also getting... Oh, Hannah's got a look on her face. I... So, sort of. I mean, it's it's quite obvious uh, in the pilot that ambition is mm-hmm. is a big topic in this show. And we do also get it in the finale when... Uh, Rusty and Calvin are trying to work out their fight, yeah. and Calvin says, "Like, when did ambition, you know, yeah. go out such of style?" Yeah. And Clark Duke jumps in. I think it was the eighties. In the eighties, absolutely fantastic line. Yes. So there's a lot more to it than that because Cappy and Casey are together freshman year. So Cappy is just a pledge. He's not president of anything. But he's still he pledged to an unambitious house, and then assumingly went down this party path. Uh, yes, absolutely. So there is a, a very pivotal episode in the middle of the season where you see flashback and you find out what happened. But it's basically that... Do they happen throughout the flashbacks? No, no, no. I mean, you see them every... It depends on the episode. Right. It depends what's happening. Um, but I'm not going to say any spoilers because okay. I think you guys should both go and watch the rest of the and show. I intend to. Enjoyed I intend it. to. But what I will say is, there's a certain moment that happens that's very important to Casey, and Cappy basically blows it. Oh. And because of the reasons you're saying, right? Okay. He's stoned. Okay. He's playing video games. He just isn't paying attention, and he's taking her for granted. Right. And he's really about partying, and Evan is there. He shows up in the moment, okay. and they had. And he's been in love with Casey this whole time, and he's. I mean, it's not like he's waiting for his moment. It's sort of it just, just a happens. weird thing event that happens. Where and again, it's very similar to Vampire Diaries when um, I'll just take Damon seat. is there <laughs> to when uh, Elena's like. Was it, like, coming out at the ball when she comes down the stairs and he has to, like, escort her yes. and dancing? Right. Sort of similar storyline to that where it's, like, and it's not like that, but it's it's something that's important to Casey that she expresses is important and it gets ignored again mm-hmm. and it's sort of just a last straw moment. Right. Yeah. And then Evan swoops in as the knight in shining armor and things move on from there. Totally. Okay, I get it. All right. Um, so, they have sex. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Uh, then she leaves the next morning saying last night was a mistake, or it was a one-time thing, I believe. Yeah, she doesn't say it was a mistake. She says this isn't going to happen again, and he makes a joke about a how A fond it... trip down memory lane, I believe she Is says. what she says, yeah. And which he, which, to which he replies, a fond trip. Like, oh, that was... So he's acting all, you know, nonchalant, like it's fine with mm-hmm. him, but as soon as she closes the door, of course, he makes a sad face and yeah. we all realize he is, that 
He is very good at sad faces. He is completely in love with this sparkly girl, and uh, he can't have her. <laughs> so she does the walk of shame right past every single member of the fraternity, which is Claims hilarious. she fell asleep studying. Yes, and at the same time, Calvin is sneaking out. Ah, yes. Yes, we Hilarious scene. He hooked up with one of the Capitals, Heath, who's an amazing character on the show. And they have a weird kind of... Amazing conversation. Yeah. What, tell us about it. What do they say? It was very brief, uh, but, but uh, they say, it's like, well, this doesn't mean I'm gay. Right. And then he says, no, we were just, we're just drunk. drunk. Yeah. That's... So they sneak out and, uh, yeah. And basically, that's our first inkling that Calvin is gay. It's a cool reveal. And I, I didn't see it coming, but I was thrilled I that it was there. It's, um, I don't know what you saw in the middle, if that came into what it's was happening at all. It's hugely important what I saw in that middle okay. episode. And because it does become a major, um, storyline in the first season. We do find out a bunch of things about it in the finale, actually. Just knowing, from talking about it. Well, knowing what I'm, having seen the finale, the proper finale now, I cannot believe some of the decisions Calvin has made in the intervening time. It's really interesting. When you get to the finale, we see that Calvin and Rusty aren't speaking to each other. Yeah. Uh, they've had a falling out sometime in the interim over, uh, yeah, basically Calvin staying with his fraternity mm-hmm. after what happens with when they find out that he's gay. Which also, that moment um, is a softening moment for Evan. Because we're revealed in the finale that, okay, so Calvin has come out publicly now. And there was some fracas at his fraternity. Or he was forced or out. Or he was forced out. Either way, he's out. Um, but whatever happened with... Uh, the, what is the name of Evan's fraternity, sir? Kappa uh, Tau? It is... No, no that's, that's a, rough. That's... Uh, it's um, Omega Chi. Omega Chi. So whatever We're happened with Omega Chi, when he's out. I wrote them all down because I knew. I watched it a hundred times and I can't tell you. It's a weird list. I know, um, it's Ka- KT. KT is Capital because they always call it KT. And ZBZ is Zeta, Beta, Zeta. Mm-hmm. But they always call it ZBZ, which is easier. What was I saying? Okay, so Evan, whatever happened when he came out that caused all those problems, and I'm assuming there was backlash against him, um, Evan is hinted at having made it work for him and, like, persuaded him to stay and made... Like, he's, he's hinted at being, like, a competent leader of this frat who's progressive and right. not, not like, a stereotype. Yes. So I thought that was a nice, nice like, shot at his character. He might be a decent guy after all, at least mm-hmm. in some ways. Well, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a very intense storyline that, like, kind of carries through the whole first season. Um, and, yeah, you're right. Evan does stand by Calvin in that respect. There's, um, I don't know how much you guys want to know or don't want to know, but... There's a, a certain situation in the house uh-huh. where um, he's... Where Calvin is. Calvin's accused of something oh. inappropriate, of, of behaving inappropriately towards the brother. Right. And Evan is basically the only one that, that takes Calvin's side. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Now so, I really have to watch it. Because he's, <laughs> like, he's a great character, and I want to see what happens with he Calvin is. over the time. But uh, it's also, the, also in his argument with uh, Spitter there's, like, a prank war that happened yes. in some intervening time that Spitter was a victim of. They say... He, was, Spitter says that he was duct taped to a wall. Rusty, and yes. Calvin did nothing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, let's call him Rusty. I, that yes. was something in the finale. Like, he got that 
nickname briefly in the pilot, and then the finale is being called Spitter, or I thought it was Spinner uh, for some reason. For like most Degrassi. Of like Degrassi, Spinner. exactly. Uh, everybody, sort of in a weird way, like uh, Battlestar Galactica, everyone on this show has a nickname. So, oh, so they're jumping back and it, like, forth. Cappy's not them. Cappy's name. No. Yeah. <laughs> I kinda, Obviously, I, the beaver is not the beaver's name. I saw his real name in the in the trivia section, actually. Mm-hmm. Not revealed until the finale. Not does, the finale of the actual show. Yeah. Does beaver's name ever get revealed? Or yeah. is he just called the beaver? No, he, he gets into a relationship with someone who does not call him the beaver. Is Cappy... Well, do we know what it's short for in the first season? Or what... Uh, we don't. Why he calls himself Cappy? He gave himself that yeah. name. Yeah, we don't hear what his full real name is, and there's no reason to get into it. No, no, you gotta wait. Gotta wait. Gotta watch. Okay, so we missed the part where uh, Rusty goes to admit to Evan mm-hmm. uh, yes, that he told Casey. Uh, yes, in the pilot uh, about the cheating. And, yes, they get into a bar fight. And Evan's outraged and tells him that, like, being honest has basically ruined his chances. Yeah, R- uh, Rusty uh, hits Evan with a paddle. Mm-hmm. The pledge paddle. To the face. Rusty takes a good shot at him, though. He gets one of his own in. Yeah. Well, no, Evan punched him down, and then Rusty knocks him in the face with the paddle. Yeah, oh, sorry, sorry, I had that reversed. Yes. Yeah. And then Rusty... Gets arrested. Yes. Uh, because of trespassing to a private party, which, yeah. Casey goes to bail him out, and they have another huge fight. Great conversation again. He calls her pathetic. That one really, like, I that almost was cried a little. Yeah. <laughs> that one hit me in the heart. I was like, oh, that's rough. But he makes a good point. She's staying with this yeah, awful he's, guy. He's upset for no reason that other than uh, she's not going to break up with Evan, and she sort of explains that she's kind of that speech was a little weird. Like the whole, you know, you left black and white back in high school. And oh, yeah. It's University Fifty Shades of Grey. so here. complicated. And, she has to say Fifty just to say Shades It was a little yeah. over the top, I The thought. great point in that conversation was the uh, turning point when it turned comedic and she, uh, she says so she doesn't want to become a social piranha. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That was hilarious. Rusty was corrects her. And then pariah. How did you even get piranha? And no she one wants to be around a piranha. Which is true. <laughs> it is true. But it's like, and then she, they both start to laugh. Which was a good break to the pariah? What is a pariah? It's someone, like I know so what the expression means. Yeah, now I am actually asking. <laughs> it's like a social outcast. No, I understand. Okay, so that's what the word means. Yeah, like someone on the fringe of society. Or Does gotcha. pariah have a meaning on its own? That's, that's what, what I was that's asking. That's what I'm saying. It's, yeah, that's what we're outcast. saying. The meaning is oh, what so the meaning social is. is. So, okay, so just outcast. All right. So, Rusty goes back to Capitao. Uh, Cappy's playing golf on the lawn. Uh, yeah, another another weird frat college stereotype where the, the 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 fun campus, they always play golf ironically, and they've got those ridiculous outfits, like, they just use as an excuse to wear clashing plaid yes. and stupid hats. Everything that happens is an excuse for Cappy to wear a stupid outfit. Like, he that is... It. A hugely recurring theme. He likes to dress up or to dress down, as we saw in this episode. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's all about it. Yeah, definitely. But he's welcoming and warm and friendly to Rusty. Well, so. he says Rusty met, missed the deadline, so he can't be a pledge. And then Rusty explains that he got arrested for beating the crap out of Evan. And that we get that great line from Cappy where he like lifts Rusty's arm. He's like, you hit him with 
with this? <laughs> She's like, nope, I hit him with a pledge paddle to the face. So, boom, he's in. Yeah, that was great. And I then uh, he's dressed like a lady. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they Rusty's dressed up as he's in drag for some sort of pledge challenge. Another weird pledge challenge. Yeah, he looks pretty good. He did look girl. pretty good. Yeah, he looks, I didn't recognize him at first. Decent oh, wig. as a complainer of bad wigs. His he, face works. He looked great. That's true. So then we stand. get another awkward oh. triangle scene with Evan and Casey and Cappy. We're, I think, seeing each other for the first time after sleeping with each other. Yes, yes. that's right. And, and Evan doesn't know... That, uh, that Casey has slept with. They've had sex, yes. Though Casey did say to him, uh, you know, call, we're even. Now we're even. Implying that she's boned someone else. Yes. And this is a scene where I think it kind of, like, the penny drops for Evan. Right. He puts together. Yeah. And he also, uh, you know, he says he, <laughs> this kind of, this made me really dislike Evan. Because he says he wants to bury the hatchet with Rusty, pulls him in for a bro hug, and whispers in his ear, I owe you one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then what does Cappy do? Gives him tequila! Yes! That's right. Which Rusty spits right in Evan's face. Further cementing his nickname as Spitter. Yeah, and that's the end of the pilot. I thought it was... I, th- I think it holds up. Yeah, I thought great. it was great. I was totally drawn in. I loved... It's very bright and colorful to mm-hmm. watch. I mm-hmm. like... Yeah. Weird. Uh, with a show like this, it's always interesting to see like the... Uh, the cultural references that, that seep in, because it's all very topical. Yeah, Especially... it's 2007, so yeah, it's been almost 10 years, 8 years mm-hmm. ago. It's, it's, it was a long time ago. I feel... Well, the, the A lot of Bush quotes and a lot of, so you want to be a... Mil- do you want to be a millionaire the quotes? The Bush twins. I, uh, I really felt nostalgic when I watched it. I felt like, oh, I miss this crew. I miss these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wish I... You know, it was one of those shows where I just wish they'd force them to keep making it so that I can just watch it. Yeah. You got 74 episodes. I love it so much. All right, so let's get into the finale. We've discussed a lot of what's happened already, but we'll go through it briefly. I'm just going to read the uh, synopsis. Please, please, please. Uh, Season 1, episode 22, Spring Broke. The students enjoy spring break on the beach. Kathy and Casey explore their new friendship at a time when Rebecca needs Kathy's attention. Evan looks to move on and escape his feelings and ends up with a familiar person. Mm-hmm. Rusty returns to school, and on his way back, he reunites with old friends. That's a pretty perfect uh, synopsis. Yeah, like, yeah, it doesn't good. spoil anything, but it hits all of the, the ABC storylines. That is, Where do you get that one? Because most of the ones we, most of the synopses we read, I find very confusing. Yeah, well, the ones that I am doing are from my TV show app, where I just oh, good you know, call. follow... Um, what I'm watching and what I've missed. The pilot ones are always hard because they sort of describe the series. And they have to lay so much the show. So yeah, it ends up being long. But all the other episode descriptions on these ones tend to be really good. So, they're heading to Myrtle Beach. Uh, Everybody is. Everyone is. Spring break destination. Have you guys, did you guys ever do the spring break thing? No. No. No, me neither. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's, it seems crazy. Does it happen in Canada? Well, yeah, people will, people will go on yeah, spring break. Yeah, they go down to the American spring break. I'm not sure if our breaks are at the same time, yeah. which is, is what changes things up. Like, we did it in high school. Normally, mm-hmm. in, like, senior year, they would take, like, a trip to Mexico or Acapulco or something. I couldn't afford it, so I didn't go. Yeah, exactly. That's too. We, well, did, we definitely did do the spring break thing in high school. I just didn't go. My okay. university was, uh, our reading week was actually, like, 
one week off from schools an yeah. hour away, so you could never really coordinate it's stuff like this. It's usually not, yeah, generally we don't have the sort of same schedule as the American universities, and we also, like we already said, don't have the kind of frat culture. Of, yeah. And they, they drive 10 hours and they're at Myrtle Beach. We, where yeah, do, well, where can we go from here? In they're in hours? Ohio. Well, we can go to California. We can go to Seattle. It's still not that warm, though. Let's go, to, let's go to Portland. Right. So Dale is the only one not going on the trip. Instead, he's going mm-hmm. wild turkey hunting. hunting. Turkey? turkey? Wild turkey hunting. I even wrote duck. What? He's, he's from North Carolina. You were thinking of... Uh, the duck You were thinking of Looney Tunes. I don't even know. Nope. Definitely turkeys. Uh, Casey is trying to get everyone out of the house, and we get a reference to her doing her presidential duties. Yeah. She has become a, the president of the fraternity, of the sorority. So somehow. the one thing I guess we haven't actually touched on, which is what we should be talking about, is the Greek as a TV donut. I mean, it's not a great TV donut. Oh, no, it's not. There's nothing in the pilot that's sort of unresolved or, or any hanging questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know Casey wants to be president. There's hanging plot lines. Definitely. Because we know what we found out about Calvin being gay. Yes. Stuff like that that's clearly... It's it's more like... The bigger question is what storylines are being set up. Right. But nothing than, pays off in the finale that was <laughs> set up in the pilot. No. Like you said, it's... <laughs> The mid-season finale is so much better than the full-season finale. Yeah. I did honestly think about that after I watched the finale last night. I thought we should have done 1 and 13, because it's more of a, a complete story. You mean... Oh, well, I guess it was or 13. 10, whatever one the ten. episode yeah, was. The, yeah, the 10 break. But uh, regardless, it's still an amazing it's show, still, and yep. you should still watch every single episode. That All that proves is that you need those middle episodes, because yeah. they're just as good as the finale. So and we, we do, however, I, I was surprised how many answers we got over what happened in between the episodes, just from conversations. So how did Casey become president? Did well, we figure don't, that out? No. I know. I don't know because yeah, I don't. I don't Franny doesn't appear to be in the fraternity anymore. No, she is not. Mm-hmm. So I don't she know is how persona to... non grata. Mm-hmm. She is, but Franny's mellowed a lot. She's no longer as OCD. Well, she loses like, everything basically that she cares about. But I think that's great. Like it's not. I feel like every character had made huge leaps since the pilot. Like I mean, even Casey seems much more compassionate and like. Relaxed. Well, a big theme in the finale, I mean, Casey, uh, Cappy keeps saying to Casey over and over again, like, you seem like your old self. You mm-hmm. seem like your old self. And he's not referring to pilot Casey. He's referring to freshman Casey. To relationship When with they Cappy's were together. Hat. Yeah, and she wasn't so driven and mm-hmm. and was psychotic about, you know, figuring out where she's going and mm-hmm. how to get there. Of course, by this time, it's too late. They have a nice moment of connection, but he's with Rebecca, her... Little sister slash nemesis. Well, right. No, how did that happen? Which which scene are you talking about? Sorry, the beginning. Oh, I'm just talking about in general in the finale. He's dated. Cappy is in a relationship with Rebecca Logan, and they do break up at one point. And even though everyone has come to Myrtle Beach to the same kind of, I guess everyone goes to the same beach. I don't know how this works. Yeah. I feel like we, everyone from their school left their school and they're partying with the same people they are. at the beach. Yeah, like, I mean, there are different spring break places in the U.S., right? There's Myrtle Beach, there, there's a uh, place down in Florida. Cancun, I guess. Uh, yeah, Mexico, sometimes they go down to Mexico. It just really depends. But yeah, it's just like, it's, uh, it's sort of like a big festival. Like, it's all set up. Like, once they arrive, right, Casey mm-hmm. finds out they only have two rooms instead of five. 
And of course, Rebecca's got a luxury suite for her and the other pledges. I and think they she said they share. have an entire floor. Yeah, they have an entire floor, but she won't. <laughs> she's always Rebecca's always making power plays against Casey. She won't share them because it would ruin. Like the pledges are here to bond as pledges, and having their the big sisters of the sorority around would set off a weird vibe. Yeah, and Casey's the president, and she's a pledge, yeah. and she's still holding all the power. It's such a crazy relationship between those two. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Rusty's having the worst trip of his life once again, similar to the pilot where he's he's expecting this ex- specific experience. Mm-hmm. What happened at the bar? I was so confused. Was it a name on the list? No, no. Rust. Sorry. When he when they they uh, their frat sets out to go to Myrtle Beach and they they board onto a rickety old bus and the first thing that happens is Rusty's bag is thrown off the back. That to is Rusty's bag. Yep. There's not enough room for the beer, so mm-hmm. See, I was wondering they throws I, Rusty's suitcase on the ground. He doesn't know it's Rusty's. He it. just grabs the first two and tosses them off. Which has to be a Rusty's. I missed it because like, I was wondering that if the bags came back, I'm like, hey, he threw out two bags yeah. to make room for a keg, but that never came back. When, when they but get I off the bus, Rust, uh, Rusty's like, has anyone seen my bag? And yeah. he doesn't have his bag, so that's the first thing. They're all given, all the pledges are given fake IDs. Yes. And, uh, and they're waiting in line at the bar, and then unfortunately, the guy, three IDs, three people ahead of him has the same name okay, on the fake ID. I, I feel like it might be, they might have taken one of that guy's old IDs. Maybe. It could have actually way. been him, or it's just the same, I mean, the fake IDs are all over the place in this yeah, town Yeah, so right maybe now, they've right? made a hundred so of the same Exactly. Yeah. And they just happen to be in the same place now where they wouldn't have been because they're from di- different universities. Uh, I don't know, the discomfort between uh, there was, a, there was a, a, quite the look between them. Yeah, there's an icy moment. Yeah, and that's, of course, because we haven't seen the middle episodes. I mean, in the pilot, they're, I mean, not best friends. They've just met. But they they definitely seem like they're going to continue their friendship. Oh, yeah, they're totally set up. And then in the finale, yeah, they just walk by him. They don't say a word to each other. Right. Then the next day on the beach, uh, we, Rusty is, like, making a last, he's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with this. And he runs into Casey. Right. At which point they have a little chat about how things are going for each of them, and then Casey asks him, you know, did you bring sunscreen? Of course he didn't. No, and Rusty is a burnt like a lobster. Yes. With uh, with his uh, With his sunglasses. Hand. Yeah. Yes. So, basically the final straw, he decides to go home. At the same time, Calvin has been mostly hanging out with Evan, Evan is pining away for Casey. Very well, not really. He's sleeping with girl after girl after girl, right? He's making friends. He's making friends. It's implied. Say. They're very good at skirting around. There's a lot of sex talk on this show, but they 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 do it from a from a distance. Um, yeah, it's always hinted so at. So uh, they keep asking him. They keep asking Calvin, like, "Oh, you're not enjoying the parade," which is basically like you know all the half naked women that are wandering around. This and is of course, not my kind of parade. No. So he starts talking about how he's in a relationship now and how he's missing his boyfriend. Yeah. So we don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. No, we, know. we haven't met Calvin's better half, uh, but he wants to go back. So. Rusty ends up getting a bus ticket back to Cypress Roads, mm-hmm. and he sees Calvin is on the same bus, and he is not happy about it. Still icy. Cut the bus scene short because essentially the bus breaks down yes. halfway. That actually is uh, all that happened on the bus. I feel like I thought yeah. Was, yeah, I thought there was an attempt at a conversation, like he moves up, but maybe that's well. He was he was getting up, I think, because the Rusty guy across from him up. was creeping him up because he was just staring at him. So Rusty oh, yeah. was maybe going up to Calvin just. 
And that's actually that's a neat device because it, it totally forces their hand. You see this creepy old guy in the bus line, then he's creeping out Rusty on the bus, and then he kind of starts following him when they all get off after the bus fails, yeah. which yeah. forces Rusty to like tag along with Calvin to yeah. walk for help. He decides to walk to the next town to rent a car. Of course, they realize what, I don't know, you already knew, but I yeah, definitely I, already knew, that they're not old enough to rent a car. And I, I didn't know here it's like 25 where you have to have yes. your license for a certain number of years. 25 so years 21 old in Canada yeah. is younger. And they great. said in the, that state, so obviously it's different in each state. So yeah. maybe that's why they didn't know. Yeah. But so uh, Rusty decides, you know, they have a little spat there over that situation. And yeah. Rusty's like, fine, you know, you're on your own. Uh, and he calls for help, and who comes to the rescue but Dale? It's Dale. Once again, showing that Dale's a great friend. He dry, He leaves his family turkey hunt. To come, to come pick him up, and the, he's going to drive him all the way back to Cyprus. Right, so they're in the car, they're on their way back, and Dale tells them that he has some... Turkey jerky! Turkey jerky, not ducky jerky. I know. Uh, in the trunk, and he asks uh, Rusty and Calvin to get out and get it, mm-hmm. pulls over to the side of the road, and then he locks them out of the car and refuses to continue until they resolve their differences. Yeah. So it's a fantastic scene where he's in the car playing the radio while each of them is standing on opposite sides of the vehicle refusing to talk to each other. Yes. Uh, so we do get a little bit of backstory in that scene. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. So what do they say is as the issue between them? Uh, Cal- Rusty says that he wished that Calvin had called them after the prank war thing. Right. So that is one of the great episodes where uh, there's a prank war going on between Capitao and and Omega Chi, mm-hmm. and as usual, things go too far. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, what does... Rusty replies that he he didn't because he was mad. No, no, Calvin says he didn't call oh, Rusty yeah, because he was mad. Calvin, yeah. Calvin was upset because Rusty was uh, giving him a hard time for abandoning the university to go back to Evans. You made me feel like the bad guy for staying with the other frat. Or for staying with... Yes. The, that one. Like, so, can I talk a little bit about the middle episode I saw here? Sure. Just because it's so important. In at It's the, all important. I know, I know. But this moment, the fact that Calvin went back to this frat. In, in the middle episode I saw, the first half of the first season finale, Calvin is outed accidentally. 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 Because he is best friends. He becomes friends with Amber, who we haven't talked about much. Ashley. But, sorry, Ashley. I don't know. Wow. Ashley. Her name's Amber for real. Oh, that's right. The actor's name is Amber. Yeah. Um, Amber... Amber Stevens. Yes. Uh, I wrote down Amber Stevens and then named her character Amber as Weird well. side Stupid. note. You know, on The Walking Dead, yeah. the leader of the of Terminus? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's her boyfriend. That's... Ah. Oh, well, well, Isn't that interesting? True um, story. But he befriends her. She becomes attracted to him. And when she makes a pass at him, he finally reveals that he's gay. So they have a little spat. And when she goes back to his camp, his house to make up with... Uh, to apologize. To apologize. Uh, one of the other brothers at the house makes an offhand comment about like how much she's been seeing him. They think that they're dating. And she goes, yeah, right, because Calvin's gay. And she goes, oh, you know. And it outs him. And then when Calvin comes back to the house, he's completely iced out. Ah. No one in the house will talk to him or even look at him. And he basically just takes his, uh, his frat pin, puts it on the banister... And leaves. They definitely don't want to share a room with him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's very homophobic. And in contrast, just, you know, out of interest, when Heath, who is the one that Calvin hooks up with in the pilot, mm-hmm. who was from the, yes, from Cappy's, comes out to Cappy and Beaver and Wade, 
it's like it's a non-issue. Yeah. It's a great scene. They think they he comes in and tells them like he needs to talk to them about something serious, which doesn't happen in the Capitol <laughs> House at all. And when he says, you know, I'm gay, they start laughing and and, and reveal like, oh, we thought you were gonna. Tell us you knew about this other incident that they're trying to hide from him, and that's they don't mention it ever again. No, it just becomes a total normal part of the house. And instead of you know talking to him about girls, they talk to him about Calvin or whoever else he's dating. Which I thought was great. Was was which is what was Evan there? Evan was doing that in the finale with yeah Calvin. And like I said before, Evan is the only one in that whole house. And the incident which I referred to is there is a. After that situation, right. Evan kind of puts his foot down and, and, and insists that Calvin should be treated equally. Yes. That doesn't exactly happen, but the, the kind of hazing and difficultness sort of stops, and he continues to live there. And then one of his brothers basically gets drunk and hits on him. Right. And then when that situation gets uncomfortable, that brother says <laughs> that it was really the reverse, that mm-hmm. Calvin, you know basically sexually assaulted him. Yeah, which is... Well, so, I mean, that had that knowledge and seeing how uncomfortable things were really make Evan into a much better person than he's made in the finale. Yes, because right. he's willing to pilot. stand up to... Sorry, in the, penale, in the pilot. The finale. Because he's willing to stand up to everyone. So, so I really yeah, and then that. Calvin and Rusty, like, agree to disagree, basically. They both, you know, finally come to the conclusion that they could admit they were both wrong. Yep. And then Dale makes the great comment about, you know, how the three musketeers are back together, and then they all hug. Once again, his objectivity and his whole anti-Greek attitude really served Dale well, because he basically says, like, forget about your houses, forget about your frats, and just treat each other like people, act like friends. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, every time he, he gets a chance to talk, Dale's got some... some neat bit of wisdom. He's I like a, him a lot. He's a great character on the show, and... Uh, gets into some really interesting conundrums and adventures over mm-hmm. the years that, again, change him. They all change, really, as, as the years go by. It's, it's really interesting, especially the younger characters who are freshmen, right? right? And you get to see them kind of totally evolve through their experience. A, a storyline that was hinted at that we don't get to see, just in the middle episode, was that Dale was maybe obsessed with Casey at one point? Oh, which I think definitely. Is, I, he I has gotta a see that. Huge crush on Casey, and it's so hilarious. Yeah, yeah he eventually actually gets a job at CBZ, mm-hmm. oh, working in the kitchen. Oh my God. That's really funny. Yeah, in the first season. Uh, I don't know if that's in season one. So okay, let's talk about Cappy, Casey, and Rebecca in this episode. So Casey specifically says. That she's over Cappy. Yep. That they're just friends. Cappy and I are finally friends. Yeah. Do we believe that? No. At all? No, of no. course not. Okay. Absolutely not. They're, they were so in love. They're, you're never going to get rid of Every that scene they're together, it's like it's obvious. Like, Cappy is with Rebecca. Who is fiercely jealous of Casey, and that's the reason we suspect that she's acting out against Casey as president and, like, and it, getting it in her way. really surprised me that he was with Rebecca because she didn't seem like... The right fit. She was more of an Evan fit. Absolutely. Um, they're I definitely like there's there's a uh, an episode early in the first season where uh, they are forced into a situation together, the two of them, to spend an inordinate amount of time alone, mm-hmm. and it, it definitely changes his view of her. Yeah. And I think from that point forward, he's trying to be with that girl, but that's sort of like 
who she is very, 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 very deep down. Yeah. Right. She's got a lot of weird baggage. She's got a lot of issues, which comes up in this episode, right? She's laying on the beach um, with her friends, her fellow pledges, and she gets a call from some kind of press outlet yes. uh, requesting a comment, and we don't really get to see what the situation is, but, you know, obviously it's, it's not good. She goes to Cappy to get some, you know, some emotional support, and he's too busy building a sandcastle with Casey, which is such an amazing scene. To, which also the fair. second time she ran into them talking to each other and just right. friendly. There's yeah. a great scene in the very beginning of the finale where um, Casey makes some kind of snotty comment about like, oh, enjoy your walk. Yeah. Yay. Like, she can't believe. I, th- I think Casey's a little jealous too because it's Rebecca sort of tames Cappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? She's able to do what Casey couldn't was Mm -hmm. get him a little bit more on the responsible side, a little more like interested in taking a walk on the beach as opposed to, you know, going off and playing, you know, like a bunch of drinking games. But he does say, right, that spring breaks for being rowdy, not for being romantic. And that scene to me was a huge, like not red flag, but she pretty much forces him to go for a romantic walk on the beach when all he wants to do is, Enjoy his spring break. I didn't that. think she was that out of line there. I thought that was no, that would be that would be totally not. Right. And she makes a good point. We're alone. It's you know like yeah. Let's let's have a moment in, before we get like too a, drunk. A frat house and a sorority. It's like you don't get a lot of alone time, mm-hmm. right? Or a lot of romance time. But yeah, it, it does sort of show like he hasn't completely changed, but he no. is making an effort, which means he's obviously invested in this relationship, mm-hmm. and he does care about. And in Kathy's defense, he does when. <sighs> When she comes across, like when she comes to Cappy for support, he doesn't know that there's been any trouble. Of course, and, and that's she the case just in spots it. them across a distance and gets upset, and he runs after her, but she's she's yeah. too hurt already. And she doesn't know that he's not fixing, he's not building a sandcastle with Casey out of the kindness of his heart. He accidentally stomped on it. And is fixing it. Yeah. yeah, he was trying to catch a frisbee, and he stomped on her beautiful mermaid, which was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, they're, they're, oh my god, the mermaid! They're building an amazing sand sculpture. They've got like little yeah. spray bottles to wet the sand. It's a. Uh, there's no way that those two girls are that good at sand sculpture. If they yeah. are, they should be in a there's, BFA. There's very few people who are that good. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> amazing for for the two of them to have built that on their own. So, yeah, so it's not, she gets a little upset, right? Because, like, he doesn't want to hang out with her and do romantic things, and then all of a sudden he's building sandcastles with Casey. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't what it looked like, right? So Rebecca gets very upset. She gets very drunk. Mm-hmm. She shows up at the concert and enters the, the wet, wet t-shirt, t-shirt contest. contest. Oh, yeah. Yes, the crowd is literally chooting, ch- chanting. We want boobs. We want boobs. We, we want, want boobs. boobs. Uh, Casey is there, uh, in an unrelated storyline that we haven't talked about. It's a Ashley is trying to find the hotness monster. Yes. She's, she stumbles into a boy who grossly opens her beer for her, her with a flip-flop that has a bottle opener built into it. Yeah. Gross, Disgusting. Gross and cap, cap, Disgusting. So I agree. Uh, uh. Regardless. Ugh. Oh, and also Casey agrees because as soon as she tells her, she passes the beer on to some guy who's walking past her. Uh, who wants to put a man's foot on your drink. <laughs> yes. No, absolutely. Yeah. That aside, he is one of the most attractive men on this planet. It's uh, Jesse Williams from Grey's Anatomy. Okay. He is so beautiful and also uh, a huge activist. Um, he's always on like the Fox News shows yelling at those people, telling them what ignorant 
assholes they are, so I'm a huge fan. I'm sure he's amazing. He's beautiful. He's fine. But yeah, we don't. Anyway, so Casey's at the concert trying to help Ashley find the the elusive hotness monster. And uh, so when Rebecca starts to threaten to get, you know, basically naked on stage, her and Cappy try to convince her that that's not in her best interest. It's not Mm -hmm. a great decision. She's also wearing a t-shirt from their sorority. So, so she's giving the house a bad concern yes. about their image. And yeah, that's when Rebecca uses the line, consider this our spring breakup. The crowd cheers. She storms off stage. The guy behind Cappy, who's been shouting for boobs, gives... He, there's like this one guy who's just like, yeah, let me get my camera. He's really excited about the idea of seeing breasts. Like, he's never seen them before. And uh, he has a group... When she goes off stage, like, do a quick cut to him. He goes, No! He's so heartbroken. It was a great moment. Yeah, and then he punches Cappy in the face. Exactly. Uh, This was also the scene where we found out that Cappy and Rebecca have been dating for four months. Yes. I wrote uh, Casey and Cappy forever, Rebecca and Cappy four months. So they started dating immediately after we came back from the first break. I figured it happened earlier, but I didn't know exactly the timeline of the school year, but it makes sense. Yeah, four and four. Right right after Christmas, basically. So, uh, Cappy and Casey go off on a little romantic walk under the boardwalk. A romantic walk of their own. They have an amazing conversation, yeah, on the beach, ironically enough, about both of their futures. Uh, Cappy mentions he's changed his major. That's Mm -hmm. another recurring bit in the show. Because he wants to extend his time at university. He He doesn't want to go to the real world. Yeah, that was another trivia, one of the four on IMDb, that he had, like, changed his major from all these different subjects. Yeah, he's definitely the Van Wilder of Greek. He he has no intention of graduating. He has no intention of not being president of Capitao. He Mm -hmm. wants to, you know, he's the Peter Pan of this series, obviously, and that's his evolution, is is what's going to finally force him to to stop being afraid of Mm -hmm. what happens once he leaves this place, and you eventually get to learn that the real, again, you know, he had a very strange and difficult childhood, and when he got to Capital, it was like he finally found a family, finally right. found a safe place. So nice. why would he ever want to walk away from that? Mm-hmm. Definitely. So they end up kissing, which is so sweet. Very and romantic. And we get a little inkling of hope that maybe finally, after 22 episodes, mm-hmm. they're going to get back together and we're going to have the couple that we want. But they get back to the hotel. There's a news report on. Rebecca's dad. Senator Ken Logan. Logan has been caught in a prostitution ring, and Cappy immediately knows that's why Rebecca's been acting crazy, and he has to go to her. And Casey sends him back to her. Absolutely. It's the same beat as in the pilot, where she goes, last night was... A fond trip down memory lane, basically. But I don't, for that, in that instance, I don't think it was for it her. It was, Actually, she wanted more. Well, I think so, too. I wrote this down because at the beginning of the episode, Casey and Ashley are going over a list they made in their freshman year of things to do, and yes, she says... It's a spring break to-do to list. To do she list. only has three things left. One is enter a contest, which is why they built the sandcastle. Play a drinking game, which they also do. Which she does at the party, and then go skinny, skinny dipping. Which is how yeah. the episode ends. But she tells Kathy... That number 11 on her list is Kiss a Boy on the Beach. Aww. Which is, first of all, I, I wrote down her list. I just like to read it really quickly. Because if she has Oh, you read the whole list? I read the whole list. And I wrote <laughs> it down. Number one, Banana Boat. Number, which she did. They make a joke about that. But she's done some of these before. Yeah, so no, in previous trips. It's taken her like three years to do the stupidest things. This They're, is their third... Uh, spring break trip, right? Right. So I think it also shows what kind of 
person Casey is, right? Mm-hmm. She's not like a party animal. Like things like go on a banana boat are like what excite her. She's a little nerd. Oh, she's so she's, like rusty. so boring. But if she's been to three spring breaks and hasn't done most of it, here I'm just gonna keep reading it. Play beach volleyball is number two. Number three, play a drinking game. Didn't do that the first two years, right? Number four, enter a contest. Number five, get a henna tattoo. Number six, win a chicken fight in the pool. Number seven, dance all night. Number eight, get a knockout. I don't know what that means. Um, number nine is get her belly button pierced, which yep, we which see. Yeah, they reference as well, because okay. Kathy says, are you going to get your belly button pierced again? <laughs> so, okay, she did get that one done. And number ten, of course, skinny dipping. Right. No, she's done everything on the list except for the three ones that she mentions. Yeah, but the three ones she mentions are, like, the three most common, like, a drinking game. No, I totally That's agree with you. It's very The list strange. is pretty asinine. Yeah, okay. But, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's probably, like, a list they got out of, like, Cosmo or something. Yeah. Like, That's true. the top ten things to do on freshman spring break, and then she, like, didn't get around to all of them. They do feel like things that... Like, it's a very relatable list. It's things that everyone would do or would want Definitely. to do. You know, yeah. I get it. So it's we end silly. the episode with Ashley and Casey on the beach. Mm-hmm. They're watching the sun come up together. They, again, have a, a really great conversation. Casey almost confides in her about what happened with Cappy and then and says the great line, which, you know, you would say to your best friend. It's like, there's no point in telling you the story mm-hmm. again. It happens and then it happens and then it happens and I'm never going to get what I want. So I'm just going to stop talking about it. Nice. Yeah. And they um, skinny dip together. And yeah. It's, it's great. If you can't end an uh, episode with um, a wedding or dancing, it should be skinny dipping. And yeah. the, the last line of the episode was you thinking what I'm thinking, which is the two dudes who come across their clothes and end up taking them. And steal their clothes yeah. and leave them naked in the ocean. Yeah. Yes. I think that was sort of like a weird attempt at ending like on a joke, but yeah. I thought it that was, was kind of strange. It was really strange, yeah. especially since you only saw like three quarters of their bodies in the frame. And it, it was very Their strange. Yeah. They're also skinny dipping in like the middle of the day, isn't it? It was well, morning, morning, sun, sunrise. Sun, yeah. The so sun's I think coming it's like out. Four or five o'clock in the morning. Basically. Get out of there! Yeah. Like it's free, it's so crowded there. You can't. It's definitely not uh, the most private place to be getting naked for sure. But I mean, it's spring break. Half the people there are getting naked in front of everybody else. Yes. Was there anything else you guys wanted to um, say about? While you're pulling up the list, I might talk a little bit about that middle middle episode with Sasuke. Go ahead. Go ahead. There's some neat but stuff. don't spoil. Actually, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil too much. Just yeah, I don't, I, I don't want you to spoil anything. Okay, let me see. You know, you shouldn't uh, have watched it, so you shouldn't have this knowledge. Hey, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know. But it's really interesting. The mid-season finale. I liked it so much when I saw it because when I thought it was the season finale, mm-hmm. because it completely it's a complete inversion of the pilot. Um. Because Casey and Rusty's positions are completely reversed, where uh, in the pilot, Casey is avoiding her brother and trying to have as little contact with him as possible, whereas in the mid-season finale, she's actually seeking him out when she suspects he might have a problem so that she can help him with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's in a weird relationship problem that she's giving, where he's been betrayed, and she's giving him more or less the same advice that uh, he gave her in the pilot. And I thought, okay, this is great there. Their relationship has like tightened really closely. Their brother and sister again. Uh, I, I don't know. They both kind of learned from each other. They're both expanding in these opposite directions. It was it was good. It really made me excited to watch more of the show. Yeah, I'm kind of glad I I messed up and watched that one. 
because I wouldn't have been as sold if it had just been the spring break finale. Yeah, I definitely agree that the spring break finale is not one of the stronger episodes. It has a lot of great moments, and once you've been through 21 episodes of Cappy and Casey and, like, wanting them to get together and Mm -hmm. just realize that they're, you know, meant to be and both in love with each other and you at least get this nice moment between them where it's just like their relationship is evolving and he is so happy to see how happy she is. And that's what I love about him. It's like he does, he cares about her. He really does. It's not about him and like wanting her. It's about, you know, he just loves her. He just loves her so much. Now I know that Evan kind of moves on from Casey a little bit in this episode and he gets together with Franny and it's implied that they were dating, but he wasn't ready. And now he seems ready to move forward with this as a real relationship. Does that like, is the triangle done here then? Does a new no, triangle form? Definitely no? not. Oh, I mean, wow. there are always more triangles forming. Yeah. But we have this one, like this is the triangle that held up the whole season. Yeah. No, it, it, all the way to the end. Okay. It's, it's Casey, Cappy and Evan. Man. And uh, I don't know if it got hinted at or discussed in the middle episode, okay. but uh, Cappy and Evan have known each other since they were children. Ah. Based on their interaction in the first episode, they it was used clear that they knew each other to be well. best friends. I didn't think that. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't case. come up anywhere. They, they they don't even interact in the finale. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that relationship is the one that needs the most healing of them all really it's like they're split and what happened between them which is not just about Casey uh is is really difficult for them to get over and they're always sort of kind of unsteady with each other and then they'll get to a place where their relationship is good and one or the other has to make a decision that's gonna hurt the other person and then it just goes down all over again, right? Or one or the other is back with Casey. Ugh. And neither one of them ever really stops loving her, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's... Pretty enough. much to the end. I really want to see this. Awesome! See Hannah has now crossed to our list. Yes, I'm so happy you guys enjoyed that. I was really worried. Yeah. No, that it was, was a good recommendation. one of my favorites. The one thing I will say, I don't know, I can't remember previous seasons, but I didn't love the music. I, f- I think that's probably just there was a probably the, the, the budget, I would say. They probably didn't have the money to put in, you know, like, well-known songs. I'm right. sure that hopefully, I can't really that's remember. That's so much Christian rock. But I assume that, that that changes in following seasons because, you know, they're hopefully get a little bit more money once they're more established show. But yeah, I definitely thought that it was very generic, the music. There was yeah. one, they, uh, the song I'm going to put on after this episode is uh, the Finger Eleven song that they played at the Capitao party, Paralyzer. Oh, I, I didn't even recognize I Finger love that Eleven. song. Do you love Finger Eleven? I don't love Finger Eleven. It just, it's one of those songs, again, it was weirdly everywhere when it came out. Right. And it's just, I associate it with like that year in my life. So whenever I hear it again, I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot this song. So great. All right. So, guys, pick a number. Hold on. The numbers are between 1 and 1,074. Nope. 1,073. Gosh. Uh, do I pick 1? Do I pick 1,073? No. I will pick uh, 667, The Neighbor of the Beast. <laughs> the Neighbor of the Beast. 667. There's also 566 is downstairs neighbor, 766 is upstairs neighbor, and 001 is landlord. 566, that's that's like 100 floors down. 
Is it just one floor down? 566 is a floor down from 666. Oh, I see what you're saying. You make an excellent point. <laughs> what number do you want to ask you? I would like 901. You know what? It's floor 5, subsection 66, apartment 66, floor 5. Floor 6, apartment 66. Okay. Okay. Ooh. So 901 yes. is a show called Cops. Ah. Wait, that's wait the cops. Yeah. Oh my god, that doesn't have any story. That's to not going to work for us at all. I'm sorry, I should have cut that one. Okay. I, it's, there's a lot yeah, of there's shows a lot. on there's this list. Be some uh, and the other one is a show I've never heard of. What's it called? What number was it again? I'm sorry, already six, six, seven. Six, six, seven. Uh, Oh yes, the number next to the beast. Uh, it's called Immortalized. Immortalized. 2013. Oh, Were boy. you going to make a case for Adventure Time? I well, I was hoping we'd get to, but I don't. I don't know. I don't want to muck up the random system. Well, see, the random system just failed us. Possibly. Well, that's not true. We don't know what Immortalized is. Oh, it's on AMC. Well, that that's good not. news. That is very tempting. Do you want to take a second pick, Saskia? Since yours was kind of a botch job. No, no. I think I'll, we should watch Immortalized. Let's yeah. watch Immortalized. It'd be really interesting to watch something that none of us has even heard of before. Is it still in production? I don't know. Let's look. AMC. Yeah, who knows? Quality. Yeah, at least we know, like, we should be able to find it, right? Yeah. Yes. The artwork is interesting. There's a small. uh, Oh, I wonder if it's a a reality show. Mm. Let's look about the show. There's a bunch of people holding weird animals. Yeah. Unscripted series. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I didn't know that. Okay, Okay. so both are both are picks. Or have been failed. So all right. New numbers. New numbers. I'm sorry. No, that, that's It doesn't right. say normally on the category, it says what kind of show it is. Okay. But with the cable shows, they're blank for some reason. It doesn't tell you. Our BBC as well. Well, the other number I had in mind was 802. 802. I'll say 803. Ooh. Interesting just, strategy. Let's just speed this along. That's the price is right. Okay. 802 is a show on UPN called Eve. Okay. A comedy. Possibly a religious comedy. Uh, no, I think it starred the rapper. Do you know oh. Eve the rapper? Yeah, yeah. I think it's like a half hour. Yeah. Um, 2003. Uh, 803 is a show called Eureka. Comedy, drama, sci-fi. That might Ooh, be a good let's one. Let's go with Eureka. I feel like that sounds better. All right. Eureka it is, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to TV Donuts episode five. Uh, five it yeah, is. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Twitter at TV Donut, or you can check us out on Facebook. Uh, please subscribe, comment, like the usual nonsense. Uh, Saskia, any parting thoughts? Any barbs? Nothing today. No, That's I apologize. I no. Okay. What, what do you want? <laughs> That's fine. Thanks for listening, guys. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.
you and me.